All right, welcome to another episode of Real Japan. I am Josh. I'm Jason. And I'm joined here on the mic with... Tara. And Stacy. And Wesley. Woohoo! Hey there. Um, you guys might not be able to tell from uh, uh, the sound here, but Wesley is all the way in Japan. I am in Osaka right now. This is uh, how we do social distancing. Yeah. Oh, now somebody's been uh, dating this podcast that won't be released for another five years. <laughs> hey, I got through the backlog, so this shouldn't take too long to come out. Well, time will tell. Uh, so <laughs> today we have watched a gem of a movie. Hmm. Um, you have to go back in time, though. <laughs> All the way back to 1974. Wow. I'd say that was before we were born, but I think that's only true for me. Oh, Ooh. fuck you. Boom! <laughs> no. This movie is from before when all of us were born. 1974's Loop on the Third Psychokinetic Strategy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good Strange, strategy. oh my god. I, I can't remember the weird title of this weird movie. Well, I mean, I think it's a pretty basic title for a 1974 movie. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, uh, for people... Uh, who may not know, Lupin the Third um, is what a debonair thief, a man of many disguises. Yes, a rapist. Uh, Whoa! Yeah. Uh, it was a different time then, but yes. <laughs> yeah, Bond did it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is around the time when uh, was it uh, Sean Connery's Bond? So mm. that's like the norm. Yeah. Yeah, but he used to seduce girls. Um, Lupin like. <laughs> Let's chase him around, uh, Benny Hanna style, as Stacy put it. <laughs> Benny Hanna style. Wow. I was trying to say Benny Hill style, and it came out incorrectly. Obviously. You mean that's not how it works in Japan back in seventies? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't here yet. Because uh, my my understanding is uh, the Bond movies are just how it worked in England. Mm. Oh, definitely. It's just a. Uh, um, like a BBC documentary of England in 1974. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So would you say that Loop on the Third is a documentary of Japan in the 1970s? Yes. I would actually vouch for that. I was very surprised when they were walking around. The cars were a little bit dated, but nothing else was. <laughs> I mean, it looks to me like it's just Japan from like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, the trick was you could tell by the cars. That car that Fujigo picks him up early on is a sweet classic, like 1960s Austin Healey. I don't find those anymore, but... Shut up, car nerd. Whoa. Yeah, this isn't a car talk. Uh, so for people who are unfamiliar, Lupin III, like I said, is a debonair uh, thief. Monkey Punch, the name of the mangaka, ripped off another uh, story uh, mm-hmm. made by a Frenchman uh, mm-hmm. who had Lupin the, fr- uh, the first and decided to make a story about his great-grandson. And then since this is also back in the 60s, uh, Japan didn't have copyright laws. Uh, so he was allowed to freely steal uh, all the ideas he wanted, much like the character Lupin the Third. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so he mixed in a bit of uh, uh, James Bond, uh, a bit of slapstick. Um, he likes uh, the uh, a kind of a lovable rogue type character. Um, and then, of course, throws in a cast of characters to go around that. So the main group is uh, uh, centered around Lupin the Third. Also his um, Earthworld companion, uh, Daisuke Jigen, the uh, uh, gunman who can shoot somebody in 0.3 of a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fujiko Mine, the femme fatale, 
who originally was supposed to be a bunch of different, uh, like, James Bond-esque girls that changed every time. But then uh, uh, Monkey Punch got lazy <laughs> and decided just to do one girl that just changed outfits constantly. I just want to step in really quick and say that Fujiko Mine's name in Japanese means Twin Peaks. Because she's stacked! <laughs> yeah, so I thought, though, in this movie, her name should have been Yamatoko. Because she's flat like the plains of uh, Tokyo. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and missing from this movie, but appearing in the original series, was Ishikawa Goemon, the samurai. But I guess they didn't have the budget for a samurai, or... Yeah, they couldn't afford a samurai guy to stand in in, a, in Japan in the 1970s. Yeah. <laughs> Goemon the Eighth. Oh. Isn't it the Eighth? Sorry. Yeah, I think I, it's the Eighth. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, he, it's interesting because both he and... Lupin's foe, Zenigata, are actually descendants of famous Japanese historical characters. Because like Josh was saying, they, he just stole a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, Goemon is descended from Ishikawa Goemon of the 16th century, who once tried to assassinate Nobunaga Oda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 very interesting, very interesting. <laughs> I guess we kind of go into like how familiar each of us are with the franchise that the movie is from. So, I mean, Josh and I have both seen some of the Lupin TV series, like not all of them, but at least at least parts of the 1978 one, and then also the, the most two recent ones, I believe, and then various movies here and there that came out over the years. Well, it's one of those shows, it's like Scooby-Doo. You watch three episodes, you nail the premise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what it's about. <laughs> the la- the most recent two, though, what Stacey was just saying, part four and part five, are more storyline driven compared to like mm-hmm. parts one, two, and three, which were more one offs. It is true, but uh, during this period of time, you will still see um, Lupin jump out of his trousers mm-hmm. um, and try and, and sexually assault a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Seduce. I, yeah. Ooh. It's more yes. seduction. I think it's more seduction. Is, is it seduction to have a skinny, uh, uh, half French, half Japanese guy jump out of his pants, uh, in his striped, uh, boxers and kind of try and do a swan dive, uh, into a bed? bed? Uh, in the 70s, yes. <laughs> that, that would scare me. So, Tara, what's your familiarity with Lupin? They asked me what generation. I said the fifth. They said <laughs> you have to the watch fair. the movie. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. It's like, that doesn't really roll off the tongue as well as Lupin <laughs> the third. <laughs> and Jason, your Lupin experience? Only like basic stuff. Uh, as I, in, I know the main characters and, and the kind premise. of general premise. And, and you know that Wes... Cosplayed as uh, Lupin uh, one year, and then Kenny cosplayed as a different Lupin based on the color of jacket a different year, and then one time they cosplayed both of the same year. Yeah. yeah. Did we? Uh... Yeah, I mean, is this Kenny in a suit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, I've cosplayed Lupin a couple times because it is pretty easy. Well, you also have the bill for it. Tall, yeah. lanky. Drops his pants a lot. Yeah, that sounds like Wes. <laughs> That's now, our Wes. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I'm sure Jen appreciates it, but... I just want to say, the first picture that my wife saw of you lot, I was the one wearing pants, and Josh wasn't. (laughs) It's true, it's true. So, should we talk about my history with the series? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, well, you said you cosplay, so go ahead. I've seen pretty much everything. All right, well, so I do have questions for you, as we'll we'll not go into... The actual review. The actual review of it. Yeah. Um, okay. As we're not that familiar with, uh, well, especially the original manga, um, how true was this movie to 
the manga itself. The the whole like the whole line of the, like the Lupin Empire. No. <laughs> no, just no. Just no. <laughs> no. 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 That this was all made for the movie. Uh it was very strange. Like I'm watch I'm watching the intro bit and I'm like, well, I guess this is a way to quickly set up a movie, but it's a very odd way to do it. Especially cuz by this point the first season of the anime had already come out. Mm, it was 4 uh, years later. No, this movie came out in 74 and part 1 of the anime came out in like 1970. It was part two that came out later. Lupin the Third, first season. Pilot film came out in 1969. Anime came out from the end of 71 to 72. All right. All right. Well, this is why you're the Lupin expert. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Lupin expert. And what was the theme song for that first anime uh, uh, season? Uh, I don't remember. Because the good one, the good one didn't yeah. come out till that, later. That's the one that. Uh, oh, that's the only one people know is the one from the second season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the one from the second season then gets remixed and released in every other season. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, not much of a Lupin expert are you now? <laughs> well, you couldn't remember the theme song of the first uh, season. Yeah. You hurt me. You hurt me deep. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's a little hard to describe. <laughs> The plot of this movie because it was lacking from Fujiko. <laughs> Ouch! Ah. But apart from that plot, the other plot seemed a bit disjointed and weird throughout. Like there was kind of it seemed like it was know. three different episodes. Yeah, like if you took three different episodes of the manga or the anime, mm. and then just kind of combined all three of them together in one feature length film. Yeah, no, I'll agree with that, because the first one was very much kind of setting up the characters, mm-hmm. you know, um, with Lupin falling in love with Fujiko at the first sight of her in a prison van. Yeah. And so he, like, as he follows gets, her. As he, as he rear-ends a gay guy. Who yeah. <laughs> really, like, sets up a good proposition, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you rear-ended me, and there's no way I can get married, so... <laughs> And then you got Fujiko's uh, sweet prisoner uniform with her prisoner number 696969. And let's not forget that really hot kiss with that prison guard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the uh, Spider-Man's inspiration for the upside-down kiss. Yeah, clearly. 100%. Yeah. For those who haven't seen the movie, he hops on the prison van, talks her through a window with bars, and when he goes to kiss her, she swaps it so he kisses the prison guard. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the classic thing. The main thing is that uh, he's upside down, just like in uh, the uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man movie from, what was it? Early uh, 2000s. Early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, with Tobey Maguire. Yeah. yeah. Clearly no, a I... beautiful romantic moment. And the movie was much more gay in the first five minutes than I was expecting for a 1970s film. 1970s Japanese film. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, some of you have watched some Lupin before. Did you notice the homage to the original opening during the prison escape? Uh, yes, with the uh, back and forth uh, prison lights, uh, they duck through it and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. Um, I did like how at uh, one point uh, Fujiko uh, throws her pants to distract uh, the guards. <laughs> yeah. And then they jump 20 feet in the air to avoid bullets. <laughs> because this kind of went into the a lot of the slapstick territory. Which sometimes worked better than others. Other times it was just like this. Just seems weird. And name one time the slapstick did not work. Most of the times. <laughs> you were saying Benny Hill earlier, and I was really getting kind of a 1970s Hanna Barbera cartoon feel from it. Yeah, yeah. There's mm-hmm. definitely some of that. We had uh, the Three Stooges. Yeah. So, oh yeah. And there's another question for the Lupin expert. Did Zenigata ever have like a couple of dumb lackeys that? We're working with him a lot because I usually just remember him by himself. 
Yeah, they were added in there just as, I guess, more characters for him to bounce off that had faces. Because normally he just runs around with a generic white-helmeted Interpol police. So he said it was kind of like, what, making like a Three Stooges type thing where you got... It just gives more opportunities for slapstick. Well, and the police didn't come... Police don't come across well in the original Lupin that I remember. But in this one, the police don't really come across well because he's trying to steal or get a ride and he's like there's a naked dead woman over there like what 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 naked oh he said beautiful they kind of ignoring the dead part like and there's like the naked and beautiful we're gonna go find that girl and uh don't want to know her. but help help yeah, her. Her. Yeah. she's already dead it's the, box. it's the police box they're just gonna get in her box <laughs> <laughs> anytime you're in trouble you can always go to a koban for help yeah Clearly, and they'll go try to find a corpse and do unspeakable things to it. (laughs) Hey, you know, the security guards later in the film, I mean, they pretty much just, like, did the same thing, but just over a woman's hand. Yep. Yep. They at least had the foresight to play rock, paper, scissors before seeing who could go check it out, though. Oh, yeah. And then they both went to go check it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they didn't decide if loser went or winner went. Uh, So, yeah, so, like I said, the first part's just kind of setting up the, the characters... Uh, Daisuke uh, Jingen is like the last survivor of the, the Lupin yeah, Empire. Yeah, the Lupin Junior Empire. <laughs> so Lupin the first was like quiet. Yeah, he just he just did criminal things, and then the second one quiet. had a yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the second was like, I'm gonna build a whole empire. And he and combined the- everything into the empire, the whole world. He owned all of the criminals. Yeah, yeah, except for one group apparently, the yeah. Macaroni the, Gang. Yeah, Macaroni. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you, you kind of find out about this in a very interesting way of introducing uh, the Lupin character itself mm-hmm. uh, when Daisuke uh, tracks him down to a Catholic orphanage, which I would say had the best acting in this movie. <laughs> oh, wee, 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 wee. Amen. Amen. Yes. Like, how do you make, yeah, how do you oh, make man. a, uh, you know, somebody French, you, well, you just take a Japanese guy, put a wig on him and make him say wee a lot. <laughs> And yeah. for 1970s Japan, that, that character is now clearly a French guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, clearly. I was fooled. I, there was actually a lot of impressive French in this movie. Remember when the chief of police had to read the letter from Interpol that it was okay, all in that French? that was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And, and the subtitle yes. said, pseudo-French is being spoken. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Clearly they the did The translators just kind of gave up and said, eh. You don't care anyway. We don't care. Well, that's part of the slapstick because then the <laughs> yeah. guy's like, oh, I'm not Mademoiselle. It's like, I'm not a Mademoiselle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so in this, they then recount uh, Lupin III's upbringing uh, where he mm-hmm. was a, a like a Dennis the Menace yeah. style yeah. kid, you know, doing the, the all those things that Dennis... Dennis the Menace did, like smoking at the age of three or stealing a nun's panties at the age of five. Or, you know, using a slingshot to break out a window at age 10. Well, that was Dennis the Menace. And that would have been the age of Dennis the Menace when he would have done stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So I think we all agree that Dennis the Menace stole nun's panties at the age of five. Yes. (laughs) Clearly. If he had had access to nuns, yes. But I don't think Dennis the Menace had access to nuns. He had access to Mr. Wilson. Uh, I don't think that's a nun. <laughs> I think we've determined what uh, uh, Tara reads in her dotins. <laughs> Some good old wow. Dennis the Menace dojin. Yeah. No, no, my dojin consists of a completely different series that friends gave to me. 
Is this Are you talking be... about the initial D one? Yes. <laughs> For, that was like twenty years ago, Tara. I just still be- have it. I still cherish. Just because it. we accidentally gave you incest doesn't mean you have to keep bringing it up so whoa, much. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> accidentally. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. Uh, well, does uh, Wes have any uh, takeaways from the uh, uh, first act? I was surprised. It's. <laughs> They have the, a lot of the names of the main characters, of course, but like Jigen Daisuke in this movie acts nothing like Jigen Daisuke in any other Lupin property. But he has the hat. <laughs> you kind of, <laughs> yeah, that's kind like, of. yeah, that's like slightly crushed. Uh-huh. And he shot like the one guy in front of him in 0.3 seconds and then shot two other random directions and people fell out of the, the ceiling and died. Yeah, that's true. But that also gets me to my next point in that you were saying that Ishikawa Goemon wasn't in the movie but they've kind of merged part of him into Jigen and that Jigen's more likely to get embarrassed in this. Jigen, after shooting those three guys, like blows off his gun and goes like, ah, again, I've drawn blood, which is uh, just a slight change from Goemon's standard line. Um, then he drops his gun, which seemed really out of place because it's, I don't know, Jigen's like supposed to be this super hard-boiled, suave, assassin, hitman, gunman in everything else that's Lupin. And in this, he was more... Everything was comic relief, but he was a comic relief for the comic relief, which felt kind of weird and out of place. Well, yeah, but like, you know, like you said, they could just be emerging uh, Ishikawa Goemon uh, with Daisuke Jingen, right? True, but even still, Goemon wasn't really comic relief all that much. So that they just kind of... And the whole movie is comic relief, so I don't know if you really needed a comic relief character. Well, I think they just doubled down. I think what happened is every uh, writer went to a separate room and <laughs> came up with an idea for each of their characters. And then they came out with, we're going to be the comic relief of this movie. Fair enough. I, I agree with Wesley, though, that everyone was comic relief, but sometimes they were comic relief at odds with each other. Like, one was trying to pull out one gag, one was trying to pull out the other gag, and they were just... We're not talking about your sex life. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Um, but in that vein, they would also like have references to the characters, but not just have the characters do it. And it's like, wait, this is the first Lupin movie that's been made. Why don't you just have the characters do their thing? Like for Zenigata, because he's based on the old Zenigata, the Zenigata and Lupin is always throwing handcuffs around and he's very accurate with throwing handcuffs. That was a base on the original Zenigata being able to really accurately throw coins to knock things out of people's hands or to just do anything he wanted pretty much by flinging a coin at them. And so you'll see this Zenigata, when he gets his pants ripped off, has a giant classic coin, just like the one the old Zenigata would throw, printed on his white boxers. So it's like they have the reference, but they don't actually have him throw anything throughout the entire movie. Yeah, hmm. it's true. And also they were apparently too cheap to buy a trench coat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they did have plenty of fake casts to put on him as he kept getting comically injured throughout the film. I did enjoy that. Well, because because that's definitely part of Zenigata's thing, right? Because I do remember seeing a lot or a couple things where he's always getting injured, right? Usually not by a pounding his fist on a desk. No. <laughs> Yeah, and usually not by uh, running and then sliding on a gravel road so much that it melts the soles of his shoes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that way they have to put the, the feet in uh, some water in, in a hilariously like steaming motion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very much a Hanna-Barbera uh, Flintstones kind of a style. Mm-hmm. So probably one of my favorite parts of the movie is actually when Jigen and Lupin meet for the first time. The uh, hammer space? No, a gun space. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. gun space. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about when he turns around and the like brim of his hat has a little window that pops up so he can still look through it. 
Yeah, I know. So it's like, wait, was his hat always like that? Or did Lupin do something to his hat? But then it was back to normal right after. Like, oh, I guess it was a gag, probably. <laughs> yeah, the whole, the whole thing is a stretch of gags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. the scene Josh was talking about, then Lupin chases after Jigen and shooting at him, and he keeps pulling out different guns. It's like, how many guns do you have? And well, then, because Lupin keeps yeah. stealing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Lupin keeps stealing his all of his guns, and then... Yeah, you know, Jigen opens up his jacket, and you just see it has, like, tons of guns sh- just shoved in there. <laughs> Festooned, I think, is the word. Festooned, yes. <laughs> and Lupin's like, I give up. Yeah, this Lupin's a little uh, lazy. I mean, Lupin's lazy, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. But this guy seems uh, uh, more lazy than a normal Lupin. Mm. Well, up. Lupin, if I would remember, like, he lazily planned things was lazy but he like had some planning this guy just kind of like just (laughs) stumbled into everything or just you know (laughs) sleight of hand and it's there Mm. it's made him seem lazier yeah i don't think the white disco suit with the uh uh, kerchief off the uh right side of his neck was really sold me on the lupon character either Mm. although that's really good for like a fred knockoff from scooby-doo when they were doing the running around through the concrete tubes Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, one of the one of the uh, Benny Hill uh, sequences. Sequences. Yeah, where they're all chasing after Lupin, and there's all these concrete tubes. Like, there's a point where he's just like he's like sitting outside the tubes. He's not even going in and out of them, and they're still just running back and forth around him. Like, um, they should see him, but I know, I know, it's but a they were because they were talking to him, and he was saying, "No, he went that way." Yeah, <laughs> he was directing him for a while. A couple times, he was like traffic directing him. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Silly, very silly. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's also a lot of, uh, like, like where they stop the film and then cut it in order to create uh, yeah. special effects that yeah. uh, led to this kind of interesting situations. Yeah, it's like, we're just going to boop, 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 just show the character moving just boop, 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 like, by cutting it. So now they're over there, they're over there, we're over there. And I don't know if this is supposed to resemble manga paneling or something. I don't know what the point no, it's, was. It's just supposed to be uh, that he, he's moving faster than the eye can see. So that's just their way of uh, back in the 70s kind of cutting that in. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they've used that kind of uh, that style in other things. Well, it's true because uh, in um, uh, The Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, the reason why that's a, a kind of iconic uh, opening uh, scene where they're like, oh, it's, they rebuilt them, they made them faster, and, and then he's just slowly running. <laughs> that's because they couldn't make him actually faster, so they just slowed him down to right. show that he's running so fast, yeah. Well, yeah. they did show us some amazing 1970s technology where they took, like, this old photo and then blew it up, like, a hundred times, and it was super clear. <laughs> like, I don't know how that worked, but apparently it did. No, the <laughs> they just up- did the old zoom enhance trick. And it worked. Actually, they blew it up a hundred times, and they blew it up a hundred times more, and then an additional ten times to get the tattoo. Mm. Is, is the tattoo part of the Lupin series? Is that- I've never seen that before. No. We're going to put in just a quick rule here. If you have to ask if it's part of the Lupin series, the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. Just making sure, since we didn't see everything, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, they've shown Lupin jumping out of his clothes many times, and there was never an L-shaped tattoo on his chest before. I remember, mm. I thought it was Lupin the fifth. Oh yeah, so, so maybe the fifth generation Lupin might have a L tattoo on his yeah, chest. Yeah, maybe that's what this is. We're actually just seeing that one. Oh, I was going to say, they were kind of using that L as a calling card type thing, where in the original he just draws a little cartoon face of himself as a calling card. Like the uh, giant rubber stamp that they used for to mark the truck. Yeah. That they conveniently still didn't notice. 
Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> let's mark this trek so it's obviously the one that we need. And then, where is it? We can't find it. <laughs> in that scene, someone else had come in behind him and marked all the trucks so they couldn't find it again. And who was that person? Fujiko. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that would yeah. say that would probably be the best uh, uh, character that uh, really holds true to the uh, manga and anime. Mm, yeah. Is Fujiko. Um, you know, when he rescues her from the uh, prison, you know, he goes in for the kiss. And, of course, she does this. Yeah. That old standard trick that women do that they, when they pull a playing card out of their panties and then <laughs> fling it at a tree to cut the branch to make it fall on people's heads. Yeah. Yeah. It apparently <laughs> doesn't knock them out. It just paralyzes them. So when you tip them over, their feet go straight up and stay straight up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how brain damage works. Yeah. <laughs> or, you, or you can also use a playing card to knock a like a light off a light post and then pretend that it knocked you out. But then when Lupin goes to rape you, you kick him in the balls and then you run off. <laughs> it was not on the balls. Well, it was okay, squarely she, clear three she inches from the chest. Yeah, it clearly <laughs> didn't even touch him, but it looked like she was trying to kick his balls. But. Okay, that would bring us to part two. Part two. Part two. Oui, oui. Yeah, remember, this it's is French. French. Yeah. <laughs> So with part two, I mean, the main thing was now that the gangs got together, mm-hmm. now that uh, Lupin uh, wants to be with Fujiko, she does her uh, standard trick of saying, oh, Lupin, let's go steal me some diamonds. Yeah. And I'll, I'll totally, I'll totally let you get with me after that. Wink. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that part, um, at that time, the gangs also found out that Lupin actually existed because up until that point, they thought they had gotten rid of the whole Lupin family. So you're talking about the, uh, the macaroni game? The macaroni, yeah, macaroni game. game. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of leading to the, the, the lead up of the second part is mm-hmm. that. But it's still more focused on like the Zenigata bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so, I think, than uh, really fully introducing the uh, the macaronis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but there was, a again, a gag uh, bit uh, uh, where the faceless man, the uh, um, Don of the macaronis, had a video recording and that's uh, mm-hmm. the... Again, stealing bits from old, uh, well, not old, yeah, m- modern, very modern and current yes. series <laughs> at the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Mission Impossible, uh, where they're like, this tape will explode, and you know, yeah. they all run out of the building because uh, yeah. apparently they think. A tape will like, a giant demolish a building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. When really it just like is in the tape recorder, just kind of goes poof. Yeah, but instead, a massive volcanic eruption happens at Mount Asami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it looked super realistic, their uh, volcan- <laughs> volcano sequence. I mean, that was true to life from every other volcano I've seen in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's kind of looked like there's a cardboard cutout of a mountain, and then I just some flames shooting out of it. I want to say it's like red liquid, like, spitting up. Well, I mean, it's a euphemism for sex because uh, Lupin was getting it with uh, a girl named Asami right before that. And Mm. then they're at Mount Asami that, you know. Yeah, that was kind of weird where, like, Lupin's just having sex with a girl on the floor and Jigen's just in the room, like, kind of watching them. (laughs) No, he's uh, politely. I guess he wasn't, I guess he wasn't looking, but he was, like, you know, clearly in the same room. Well, they're kind of in the hallway. He's in the room with the toilet that he's eating. Something off of. I was gonna say my takeaway with that is just that's far weirder. There's a toilet in the middle of the room. He's eating lunch off it. 
Lupin sat on earlier to spy on Interpol, which is apparently across the street. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they still Lupin, can't catch him. <laughs> yeah, but Lupin having sex with some random girl uh, uh, in the hallway. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I was yeah, fine yeah, with yeah, that. Fine. I guess it was the 70s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the sexual revolution. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, don't push women's rights back to the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the matter with you? Uh, we also uh, learned uh, one of uh, Zenigata's uh, psychokinesis powers, which is apparently falling in a river. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, because he can't... Uh, Wes, you've been to England a couple times. Uh, <laughs> yes, what's it called true. when you jump across a... Well, pole vault across a uh, uh, small canal? Uh, pole vaulting? Mm, no, there's another word. It's, I mean, it's England. Yeah, it's, it's like we have standard American word. Screwly wooly wally woo. Oh, uh, when you gave it the old rivety hoppity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds accurate. Is that what that is? Okay. <laughs> I mean, so, there I was, me and my mates running from the bobbies after we were caught scrumping, and we got a river in our way, so we gave it the old rivety hoppity. He fell in, we got away. Yeah. Checks out. <laughs> all right, okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, that's how I remember this movie. Okay. That. <laughs> so, of course, since they are, uh, you know, the best sleeves ever, um, <laughs> they decide to uh, sneak in uh, wearing bright red clothing. Well, well it's yeah. Fujiko. Well, Fujiko has, yeah. like, a bright red mini dress and Lupin. Well, he was wearing, I think he was wearing black with a matching neckerchief. But then they, I mean, then they stole security guard clothes for a while. Then they went back to their... For a while, they were in them for like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, why did they even bother to take the outfits if they were just going to immediately change back once they got into the jewel room? Because okay. they had to sneak past the uh, internal security guards. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, there's like three layers of security guards, all with different outfits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but my question is, is it starts out where they're sneaking in by Fujiko sitting on Lupin's shoulder, lifting a manhole cover... All the way out of the hole, holding a cover, looking in a bright red dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's another sexual euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Red rocket, red rocket, red rocket. I don't think they'd bother to put a cover on it in the 70s. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, so they make their way into the the vault easily enough. I don't think anything really even tries to stop them. Yeah. And then, of course, the best way to steal a bunch of priceless jewels is mm-hmm. to... Have Jigen shoot a hole in the wall mm-hmm. with his gun and then feed a vacuum pump uh, through it, which somehow links up with the sewer system yeah. so it comes out of a toilet. Clean. Yes. Yes. <laughs> have, you, have you ever plumbed a house in Japan? Can't Only say once. <laughs> but yeah, so he sends the vacuum tube up through the toilet. Into the jewel room where Fujiko and Lupin vacuum up all the jewels. And then Fujiko's like, oh, but there's much more stuff in the safe over here. We should open the safe. Yeah, and see, that's really the big lesson of Lupin, is not to, not to trust broads. Because if Lupin <laughs> this, Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the main thing is, he's got the most of the jewels, he can just leave. Because what's behind uh, uh, the locked door? Well, first, the way you open it is, of course, there's, like, this giant pad that you just kind of bop at the buttons in a a linear sequence, and then the door just opens. Yeah, because that is uh, Lupin's uh, psychokinetic power. Ah, is a safe cracking? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I still think they should have done a bit of an homage to uh, the Fonz, and just had him, like, (laughs) hey! (laughs) 
<laughs> and then it magically opens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would have yeah. been the same thing, but at least we would have got another good uh, reference out of that. Yeah, and so then you open the safe, and there's Zenigata and, like, dozens of guards and stuff to uh, come hassle them. Not dozens. Oh. This movie did not have a big okay. enough budget for dozens. <laughs> a dozen? Yeah. <laughs> there wouldn't have been... The Fonz joke wouldn't have worked. I'm sorry. Oh. Oh, yeah, what's that? Happy Days came out in 74, and as we know, Japan is always a decade behind, so they didn't get it until 84. Ah. Uh, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, sure. All right, all right. Makes sense. Yeah. Can't have a Fonz joke. No, yeah. no jump in the shark this time. <laughs> uh, so, of course, then you're going to have your Benihana moments uh, with people running around. Are you just going to keep saying, are you doing that on purpose, or... No. No. Mm-hmm. No. All right, all right. Uh, but uh, Lupin shows up with the uh, golden gun that he stole from uh, James Bond. Oh, yeah. So, Wesley, is the golden gun part of Lupin? <laughs> no. What did we tell you before? <laughs> no? So, then they go into the um, this amazing chase sequence. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you mean well, one see, they... everyone else is so dumbfounded by the amazing uh, of the amazing uh, chase sequence that was put on. I mean, I can sum it up in this one scene where Zenigata oh. is so frantic at getting to um, uh, Lupin that he molests a female uh, police officer who's driving the car and ends up... It ends up in a crash because he's touching her boobs as she's trying to drive and, like, stripping off her clothes. Like, what the fuck? And then they they crash and some fireworks come up. Yeah, and then, like, was... another one of Zenigata's psychokinetic powers is yes. that they switched clothes once they came out of the wreckage there. That, that was your WTF? Was the... the yeah. My WTF was when she was like... I'm not married. And she starts grabbing his hands and he... Well, of course she's not married because she has a career. (laughs) If she was married, she would be at home. (laughs) Am I wrong, Wes? (laughs) No, no, that sounds about right. For 1970s and modern Japan. Yeah, Yeah, that was... uh, I mean, there was a lot of cringy assault type scenes, but that one... <laughs> seemed the one of the most gratuitous. Well, gratuitous, yes. I'll give it gratuitous. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say one of the most uh, cringeworthy, but that would really be the ones when he was really like, when he's just like, oh, by the way, stole your bra. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're clearly not into this. Uh-huh. But yeah. uh, she stole his underwear. Did she? Yeah. I thought she stole his wallet. Oh, was it the wallet? Yeah, I stole his wallet back. Oh, okay. Because she stole it first, he stole it back. And then stole her bra. She- and yeah. then she stole his wallet. Okay. And a bra back. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he was making it look like uh, she stole his underwear. No, he just gets out of his... I mean, he usually keeps his underwear on, but <laughs> he loses yeah. his pants a lot. I mean, they would make a reference of that later uh, no, in another scene underwear. where it's like, you sure take your pants off a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he did lose his underwear in the movie. So after the chasing, they get away. Of course, they find out that uh, Fujiko Mine has double-crossed them. <gasps> Shocking! Uh, which uh, um, is definitely not in the original. <laughs> no, never. What, Fujiko double-crossing him? Yeah. <laughs> that is... Never happens, never happens. <laughs> yeah, never happens. She's the, she, I, that, that was the part that honestly struck me as the worst, just like butchering of a character in this. <laughs> if you go back and you look at the original Lupin series in like every one of them, except for the woman called Fujiko Mine, which is garbage and you shouldn't watch it, Fujiko is, out of every anime girl, like the most loyal, the most trustworthy, the most honest... And that they chose to go away from that in this movie was just disgusting. Mm, yeah, shocking. Very shocking. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, it's like all she is interested in is uh, jewels. 
I know. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> Everyone not knows that she's also interested in money, in rare artifacts that she can sell for money. Money, 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 money. Money. Different currencies of money that she can then sell for a common currency of note money. Exactly. She call her Fujiko money. What? What? Because <laughs> she's flat like a dollar bill. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after she escapes, then it kind of starts going into like the third and final part of the movie, yeah. the like, third episode. Yeah, so the, the first mission impossible is uh, to send assassins after Lupin. And the the first one, Lupin uh, quickly dispatches so fast that uh, he had to rewind time, break the fourth wall, and show him how quick he actually dispatched this person. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, he definitely, I don't know why he felt the need to run around a train car uh, to get to him, just to hit him in the back of the head with his trademark uh, golden gun. Um, but I actually preferred the cut uh, from, like, the preview that just showed those two just, like, shooting at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we, we looked at what saw what special features were on the disc, and it's like, oh, here's a trailer for the movie, and it's like, well, what does it show there? There In the trailer, it showed those two shooting each other. It's like, in the movie, they didn't shoot each other at all. He just went and knocked him out, and that was the end of it. Yeah, and, and the trailer showed uh, uh, Lupin uh, flying around in a helicopter shooting uh, gangsters, and that also didn't happen. No. Yeah. <laughs> His going around the train car made actually a lot of sense, because he had to break line of sight so you didn't provoke an attack of opportunity. Yes. But that's yes, only if yes. you don't, if, you know, if you say it 10 feet outside of his range, you'll be fine with that too. Yeah, but he wasn't going to shoot him. He was going to karate chop him. You're not going to karate chop him from 10 feet away. This isn't D&D. <laughs> <laughs> it's not? Yeah. And the thing about that is, is that he was like a cowboy. Every assassin had a very stereotype. Oh, you yeah. need to have your assassins have a stereotype uh, vibe. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, how can you tell them apart? <laughs> <laughs> so this was the cowboy assassin. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Think yeah. to Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, let's get a group of assassins. And they're all widely different. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They even go to points to one in Pacific and goes, no disintegrations. Right? Because yeah. they're all a cast of unique characters. They're not the faceless Interpol people mm-hmm. or the faceless gangsters. Mm-hmm. So- they are the lone cowboy. The six girls in hot pants that uh, <laughs> dance fight with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. but there was a scene between the six girls and the lone cowboy. Because it out the lone cowboy. Lonesome cowboy. Yes. Yeah, then he was having fun with the lady. Yeah, was he, he was having a uh, very censored sex scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with uh, some other lady. And with uh, assassins hiding in the trees. Mm-hmm. Which led to more, like, kind of slapstick-type uh, fighting, but with guns. Like, where like, he shot a bullet back and it went, like, through the barrel into the guy's eye. <laughs> yeah, that was great animation, I thought. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And then the eye wound itself, I was getting major flashbacks to Riccio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, whoever, yeah, we should check to see if the same makeup artist worked on both films. <laughs> well, I think if one was Japanese and one was, like, Hong Kong, they're probably not the same. <laughs> Yeah. This was the 1970s. They were still the same then. Uh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, our, our, so our censorship was, uh, it was uh, two stick figures in, in the bed. Well, yeah, well like the male, actually... the male and female symbols turned into stick figures rolling around. Pounding in, each other. Yeah, pounding yeah. in the bed. <laughs> as... Not once, not twice, but thrice. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. for Lupin the third, he can go three times. 
Well, yeah. Oh, shit, now it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not because he's a third in the generation. <laughs> I assume that's original canon, right? 100%. <laughs> you heard it here, guys. Yep. No, they were... The sauce was winning and kept trying to shoot him, but he wouldn't because he might hit the girl. No, I thought he, he didn't shoot them because they turned into stick figures. And he's like, I can't shoot a stick figure. I need to shoot the guy. Yeah. 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 That's why that the that's why the assassins didn't shoot is because they couldn't see him. Because <laughs> he's being censored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they even had the whole thing where they're like, we have to cut this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like something yeah. like, dude, a 1975 statute change. Didn't it flash on that screen really quickly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like... like yeah, it was just like a specific law number. Law number, blah, blah, blah. It means we can't show blah. Yeah, but it was a different time then. Is, is, so, it, uh, is there... Uh, it's probably not rated, right? I think back then it probably wasn't rated. Uh, yeah, back then, uh, things appeared on uh, mm-hmm. TV like Gona Guy's uh, Devilman Crybaby. It's a better time. <laughs> well, it's not Devilman Crybaby. Oh yeah, not Crybaby, but but other, Devilman. But other, yeah, other Gona guy stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was like Saturday morning. <laughs> Saturday morning with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> you mean so. like Blockbuster? It was in the anime section, so it must be a kids movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. The blue girl totally fit for a six-year-old kid. <laughs> but cat girl Nuku Nuku. No. Totally, yeah. you have to be over 18 to uh, uh, rent that. Yep, yep. Yeah. of the North Star? Yeah, Shonen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Isn't Shonen Jump the magazine for kids to read? No, because so Blockbuster didn't know what Shonen Jump was. So, yeah. after he hit the two assassins, then we come to the musical number that every movie needs. Mm-hmm. Where you have six girls dressed up as nuns, but then they throw off their habits and they've all got hot pants, and then they all start doing a dance sequence. So you guys all saw that coming, right? No. <laughs> no, I was too busy. Maybe it was just me, but as he goes walking by the nuns, before he even said something about him, I'm like, all those nuns are wearing high heels. Something's gonna happen here. <laughs> Whoa, I think well, in my dojins, old nuns have high heels. <laughs> I just saw the nuns and knew something was gonna happen. There are six nuns in a Lupin movie. And, and it, was a, uh, it was late at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think and they're not really close to a convent. I mean, it's yeah. Japan. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they were very suspicious from the start. Yeah. So, like, my question was, was this, like, some well-known pop group or something? Yeah, they're like, called the Poppies. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was on all of their monogrammed uh, uh, leather jackets they wore. Yeah. Because mm. it seemed very random. Like, it's like, it seems like this is a reference, you know, that people watching this movie back in the day would understand. Like, oh, it's it's them. But so, we didn't get it. <laughs> after they did their number and their fight, the fight ended because they accidentally ripped off his underwear, <gasps> looked at him, screamed, and ran the other direction. Yeah, he should probably get that checked. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they all saw his dick and they ran, and they, he's like, oh, what'd they run? And then he looks down and sees his own dick and is like, Ugh. it's like, cause apparently he's never seen his own dick before, I guess. I think he was just embarrassed. I mean, he tries to keep his pants on all the time, and then this woman comes along and just cuts him off with a knife she pulled out. That's embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, all he was trying to do was sexually harass him. Yeah. And then they pull out a knife on him. Yeah, rude. Well, to be fair, 
they were attacking him first. I don't know if that actually counts as reasons to... I'm, I'm trying to debate the law in my head here on, like, if somebody attacks you, are you licensed to then be able to sexually assault them in return? As, like, <laughs> a thing. defense? I, I don't know if that would fly. Uh... I, that's my thing, is I don't... Because he flung them away. He did cope fields, which wasn't right. But then he flung them away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I think the main part of it was that they just could show some more flat uh, uh, Japanese asses to the cameras. They did that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so after the assassin sequence, uh, the movie transitions to, you know, uh, the next big score. Because, you yeah. know, most most spy movies, most, like, uh, well, I should say uh, theft movies, mm-hmm. kind of center around the big score. This movie shoves in two of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. In its uh, uh, runtime. And then, then they, they finally kind of introduce the like why they it's named the psychotropic gun psychokinetic show. strange psychokinetic strategy yes yeah. yes um with some like weird like peruvian pots that have gems in the eye well, if, if they're jomon period japan it wasn't even foreign stuff <laughs> it was national because they're so cheap, they can't even go international. Yeah. <laughs> Most uh, Lupin uh, shows actually, I think, take place in Italy. Yeah, they get around. Most, okay, so like a lot of them take place just going anywhere in the world that they feel like it. And then season four was all France, I believe. And season five was all Italy, or that's the other way around for those two. Yeah. Because mm. he's an international yeah. thief, not just like in Japan. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, this one, because uh, this is his uh, uh, starting out, uh, or his uh, origin story, so kind of. he even yeah. said specifically that uh, he believes that everything in Japan belongs to him. Mm-hmm. That's true. As he sleeps in a cement tube. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's well, just he where f- he felt yeah. like it, that's, or that's where he felt like sleeping that day. He yeah. can also Another sleep day. in the weird toilet room <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he wants to, across the street from Interpol. <laughs> or he can just pretend to turn himself in and sleep in a, uh, a prison cell. Yeah. That was like the beginning, end of episode two and like beginning of episode three. For some reason he was just like, I'm turning myself in. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was bored and he wanted a place to sleep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, but that's not really, like, stealing. No. Yeah. yeah right. Just kind of fucking with Zenigata. <laughs> well, then, and I think yeah. that's uh, the point here, is that uh, Lupin doesn't feel that he's actually stealing anything, because it all belongs to him in the first place. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. No, I don't buy it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have to escape from jail. So, the way we escape from jail is a sidekick. Comes in and t- as his lawyer. No, it was, uh, yeah, it was Jingen. He comes in uh, dressed up as a uh, an old uh, Japanese guy who's a lawyer. Uh, talks to him uh, while the uh, uh, Larry and Curly are sitting outside. It is easy, though, to see where the mistake came. Because the guy playing Jigen didn't look like Jigen. And he did look like an old Japanese man. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much acting there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. the The only true acting was the French priest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Everybody else has played old Japanese guys. Yeah. Oh, Subarashi. Amen. Even Fujiko played an old Japanese guy. Yeah. One at one point, Fujiko played a dirty hippie, uh, leading the leading Lupin and Jigen astray because mm. she just felt like it. <laughs> Sounds like something she'd do. Yeah, because she's Fujiko, and she's always 
yeah. always be uh, deceiving. Yeah. ABD. Yep. So yeah, so yeah, there's that uh, again slapstick bit uh, where Jigen goes in to get Lupin out of prison, comes back out. You can actually even see where they cut the film because it yeah. jumps a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I and then they that. replay it again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when they could have just apparently, I think they could have just like cut a hole in the wall and then just had the guy go around <laughs> and then come back out again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And of course, it's the slapstick uh, uh, Moan Curly bit of like, oh, well, one... Well, the lawyer came out, and then like 30 seconds, or 10 seconds later, another lawyer came out, and they're like, wait a second, didn't the lawyer just come out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did another lawyer just come out right after him? Oh, yeah, yeah. What? And then and Lu- go and check Lupin's this out. gone. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> okay, so we skipped a small part about that, only mm. in that... Uh, Fujiko manages to get herself kidnapped by the Macaroni gang. And so Lupin's like, I'm going to stay in jail. And they're like, but Fujiko's been kidnapped. And he's like, what? You must rescue my love. (laughs) And then escapes. I see he had motivation to get out of there. Yeah, because that's the only uh, thing that motivates him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. His poon. (laughs) Well, Fuji's poon. Yeah, Yeah. but... Yeah, the promise of it that she's totally going to deliver on, wink. <laughs> well, are you saying that she's obligated to deliver Poon to a guy just because he helps her? No, I'm no, just... No, <laughs> someone's pushing uh, uh, women's rights back to the 1940s. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> she is the worst. Uh, so yeah, so that's uh, this is really what sets up the, uh, the third act. Uh, Fujiko has been kidnapped. Of course, I don't know, kind of fell into the whole thing because she literally fell into a net. Yeah. yeah. When she's she jumped off the side just... of a ship to escape and then just landed in a net. Yeah. yeah. She didn't see when she ju- I know, because she was, like, out. jumping off the side and oh, then she well. jumps directly into... Like, it's not like the net was purely below. The well, net was hanging down from where she jumped, so well, she should have well, seen it. No, no. I, see, I, I will defend Fujiko on this one. Oh, okay. Because when she jumped, it totally wasn't there. Because you can, again... See yeah. the cut in the film <laughs> where, where they then magically appeared. Where they magically appeared, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Maybe she was aiming for the net. Maybe it was laid out flat and she was aiming so as like a base to catch so then no, dropped the down crane the wasn't there. <laughs> I was working it. Yeah, I, I think at best if the, the net was uh, laying there flat, she was attracted to it because, you know, two she, peas in a pot. <laughs> Whoa. So Lupin escapes to go get Fujiko. And so this statue with the gems, this national treasure, apparently the macaroni guy has forgotten about Lupin because he's in jail and they don't care. So they're going to do this big theft. So they got this whole plans. There is a bit of an artistry (laughs) to pulling off a heist. This is not a heist. Mm -hmm. This is they literally uh, dropped some uh, rocks on a road, waited for the cops to get out of the (laughs) uh, the car, roll the paper mache rocks off well <laughs> while being very pleased with themselves to do mundane work that whole song about how great they were yeah mm-hmm. and then they jumped out surrounded them and said hey give us this thing that's that's not a heist that is very lazy <laughs> thieving hold up hold up you're missing the, once again this show has stolen some has borrowed something from another product this whole heist was just flat out the like opening scene of the 1969 version of the Italian job. They're driving through the mountains. They drop bowlers on the road to stop them. They, the mafia shows up on the hill all holding guns and says, turn around and get the fuck out of it. Italy. Ah, <laughs> you son of a bitch. 
I'm in. <laughs> All right, we're back to the heist movie. Yeah. All right. All right. The heist is on. So it was a heist because they actually heisted the whole scene from another movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we could probably re-splice this entire movie by finding other uh, yeah. movies and shows and then string them together. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Now, this is one of the parts that I was actually kind of the most perplexed about is, I mean, this is happening... But, again, the focus is on Lupin rescuing Fujiko, who is in some sort of, like, concrete bunker that's set out to be, like, a 1960s... Ocean liner. Yeah. Kind of set out on the coast. And he goes to rescue her, but then somehow the whole building gets, well, like, spun around. Because he, like, kind of crashes up against it, and then it, like, spins. Yeah, that's not uh, how <laughs> foundations, foundations work. work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was now, built on a cliff, so there wasn't any foundation. So they didn't put any rebar standing up to keep it from spinning? This is yeah, Japan. Yeah. Land of earthquakes, <laughs> volcanoes, typhoons, uh-huh. Kenny falling out of bed after eating the entire Japan supply of butter. I mean... <laughs> no, no, Josh, again, you are forgetting. This is 1970s Japan, which means that they either built things out of wood or they didn't have the all the new engineering codes put into effect after the Kobe earthquake, which was in 95. We're in that magical period where they did a bunch of concrete structures, but they didn't know what they were doing so the buildings could freely spin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Science checks out. So like a Osaka Joe or Osaka Castle. Yes. Which was also built in uh, the 1970s. Mm-hmm. So I have a theory that we ran a motorcycle into... Osaka Joe. It'll, it will spin it'll around. Spin. Yeah. Wes, you have to go try it out. Yeah. No, see, because you're forgetting the important part again. As we saw in Ninja Batman, Osaka Joe is actually a dormant Joker robot castle. That's true. That's true. Which well, it leads me more credence that it would probably spin. It's true. Very true. I will concede. So once the building spun, it spun off of its foundations, and then they did, and I know I've seen this in several movies from that same time period, that whole, like, bus on or car on a cliff joke. Again, that was the end of the Italian job. Like, now the entrance of the building is over the cliff, so they're like, oh, whoa, we can't get out because the oceans will fall into the ocean. And it's, like, and, just tilted, like, teetering, like the whole well, building's gonna go Yeah, on. so Lupin and Fujiko are like, and she's like, oh, yeah, we'll sa- save the sex for later. And Lupin's like, no, let's just do it now. And she's like, okay, sure. As the building, like, keeps tilting more and more, and then they're like... Hmm, what's going on here? Oh, things are rolling to the other side and I'm sliding down. I don't know what's going on. Let's just keep trying to have sex here. And then after a couple minutes of that, they're like, oh, the building is tilting? Oh my god! They don't have sex. Yeah, they don't. They're trying. So nobody watches the movie to this point and gets disappointed by Stacy's comments. I said they're trying, not that they are. Honestly, I think the person who gets the most action on screen is Zenigato when he's filling up that cop in the car. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh it's true. It's true. No, because you're forgetting about the, that random uh, yeah. girl that... Uh, Lupin banged like two random girls. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, the wait, one no, in the... One of them was entirely under sheets and you didn't see anything. And the other one, they got turned into... They got censored. So the one you see the most action on screen is Zenigato in the car. Well, yeah. if that's how we're saying it, then the one who got the most action is the male stick figure. Uh, male stick figure wasn't credited in the credits, so he probably didn't get his sag rates. He didn't have enough lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was all lines. <laughs> so, luckily, Daisuke Jigen is the solely competent person out of yeah. this whole uh, uh, masquerade of a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, because 
while that's going on with uh, Lupin, and Zenigata has managed to get his entire Interpol task force uh, uh, captured by the mob, Daisuke just swings in with some uh, uh, helicopter that he happens to have, releases the uh, Batman-like magnet. Yes, yeah, the giant yeah, yeah, magnet, yeah. and then picks up the safe and... <laughs> Flies off, and then shows up just in time to rescue... Lupin and Fujiko from the house that they're now falling out of, because, yeah, they eventually slid out the door and were hanging off the cliff. Okay, but well, we got we to gotta get to the best part of that one, is that they managed to crawl up to the side that's not hanging off the cliff, that's not teetering, and it looks like the house might, but then the unconscious guy rolls to the door, and they fall out because it tilts more. But they grab his belt that has been pecked by a raven. <laughs> yeah, so I was I was uh, kind of not paying attention at that point in time because I was trying to uh, uh, find out about the poppies, this mm-hmm. that group of uh, uh, random assassins, non assassins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wes, what was your take on the crow perched on the guy as uh, they fell out of the building? Well. The Poppies were a six-person women's girl group who only had like eight records from 1970 to 1978 in Japan. And I can see why you'd put them in this is to be kind of that, woohoo, look at these cute girls we've got who are also popular at the time. But wait, what was the question? (laughs) (laughs) The Raven was the guy unconscious while they were hanging out of the building. I don't know. I'm sure it's just a euphemism for sex. That's fine. Also, we don't have ravens here in Japan. We only have crows. Oh, it's true. (laughs) Lupin is falling. Fujiko's holding onto his belt. His pants are giving away again. I'm shocked. What? As she was holding his pants, they were kind of starting to slip. How could you possibly be shocked at that? Yeah. How many pants have you held on tightly to uh, while dangling off a uh, helicopter? Well, not even off a helicopter, off of a safe. That's attached to a helicopter via a comically large... Magnet. (laughs) Yeah, like from Acme. At that point, I wasn't actually holding on. I was holding on to a belt hanging out of the house yet, because we haven't dropped yet. It was at that point where his belt started to give away. No belt is going to hold up to that. I grant you that. And no, I have never had the pleasure of hanging on to a man's pair of pants over a steep drop down a cliff into an ocean. Well, I mean, who hasn't? Apparently, Apparently not Tara. Tara. Jeez. Typical Tara. I live such a sheltered life. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That happens to me at least like twice a year. Less now that uh, West doesn't live in yeah. the U.S. anymore. It's true. I brought all my heli- daring helicopter escapes with me to Japan. So then they fall, and then the crate swoops in, and they catch the crate. Yeah, and they fly off, and uh, they... Uh, the helicopter uh, starts losing uh, fuel and it starts uh, sputtering. So they drop it uh, conveniently off at the uh, National Science Museum, where yeah. they were originally, where it was originally supposed to go anyway. And uh, we have a happy ending because uh, Lupin is uh, the national hero. Yay! It's true, it's true. And actually, Zenigata is also a national hero bet, too, because he manages to catch the entire Macaroni gang, because while they're all looking at the the escape, uh, he just has his uh, Interpol police run up behind him and arrest all of the gangsters. Yeah, except they all escaped off screen. It's true, because uh, one guy still had a gun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They all escaped off off screen, and Zenigata got blamed for that. Yeah, yeah. And Lupin was let fr- uh, free because he was a national hero, and that the only witness was Zenigata, 
who was an absolute liar for yeah. his boss. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You can't trust him with my sash. Well, you know, you can't. I, you know, honestly, I'm surprised that Zenny God wasn't put on suicide watch. Because he tries to commit suicide in this movie. Yeah, he does. It was the 70s. Nobody cared then. It was a gag. Since uh, uh, Goemon wasn't here, they didn't have a samurai sword to actually commit seppuku. So uh, <laughs> he tried to use his gun. Yeah. And then he tried to... Well, after chasing out his subordinates with a gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is, again, totally 1970s Japan. Yeah, just regular disciplinary action. Yeah, yeah. well, I guess the gun... Not the gun, so the gun. Yeah. Yeah, because this is Japan. You can't, you can't have a gun like that out there. I don't believe uh, regular Koban police have guns. I mean, in Osaka, but... <laughs> well, psh, yeah, but in Osaka, you can get a street fight just by walking out the door and accidentally bumping into a person. It's true. It's true. It's happened to all it's of us. It's happened to Wes, like, like, twice this week already. Yeah, but I do it on purpose. I don't count. Yeah. yeah. Wes is the guy outside your door <laughs> that you bump into, and he's just like, jump. That we can hear the uh, sounds of the coins in your pocket so he knows how much to rob you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Wes leaves his house? <laughs> Only for those purposes. Yeah, okay. Only to make money. No, he doesn't really leave, uh, leave the house. Uh, this is just to Jen uh, when she leaves for work in the morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> gotcha. I need my lunch money today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is all true. I don't know if you're looking for a response here or what. Well, yeah, because um, we just planted some cameras around uh, uh, Jensen West's house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really we're actually watching Wes uh, uh, on camera right now. Yeah. You, you shouldn't be uh, doing that while, uh, while we're doing, uh, or while we're recording. <laughs> yeah, hand <podcast>. check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it works affectionately. I see his hands go up, so you know what that means. <laughs> Back to the movie, there was one final part. So he's a national hero, and they have a certificate, and the police commissioner's going to make Zinigata present it to Lupin. So then they run around a uh, cargo cargo bin. Yep. And we get one more Benihana sequence. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, so. that's wacky. And then he breaks the fourth wall for the final time where he looks at you and says, I'm tired, I'm done running. Lupin does as he breaks through from the chase. He's yeah, which like, you, you would never hear from the actual Lupin. He's always running. <laughs> See, exactly like that. So overall, uh, what did you guys think of the film? I thought it was kind of, it was very odd. Kind of disjointed with all, as we talked about, like multiple plot points going on. Uh, a lot of gags interspersed with all of it, some of which worked, a lot of which didn't. Yeah. So, this movie didn't age well. There were a lot of questionable actions, things that are no longer acceptable. I think for the time, for a movie coming out, for people who love the anime and the manga, this was probably a pretty good movie, if a little disjointed. But if you look at it as, like, the three separate parts, it makes more sense. But as a whole movie, it doesn't really work. Uh, Wes? It existed. The characters were, having watched too, probably too much Lupin, the characters were almost too far removed from what I would expect from them. And I think that I would have preferred that they played the characters a little bit more like the regular ones, even if you, wanna, even if you still want to make it more slapsticky and stuff. So... I don't know. It was fun to watch and talk about, but I'm not going to really feel a need to watch it again. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. It's a, it was a fun movie to kind of watch. It had the uh, the little bit of the campy uh, feel to it uh, with 
the additional humor that kind of kept it it kept it going and the odd cuts were a little off putting but uh it overall i guess a product of its time but uh it's still it's still an okay movie yeah, uh, I think when you're taking it as uh, you said, Jason, you know, as it's really three episodes kind of put together, with yeah, a, kind of a, a plot to tie it together. It does come together better. I wouldn't say it was an absolutely like you know stellar or even mid range movie. I mean, overall, it wasn't entirely bad. It's not definitely the worst one we watched. No, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, um, yes, it's dated, but. You know, so is Friends at this point in time. <laughs> Go back and watch that. That's rough. Yeah. Because they should have known better. <laughs> this is 1974 Japan. Nobody cared then. <laughs> yeah. It would have been interesting to have watched it in 1974. Mm-hmm. because And then to be Japanese. <laughs> uh, to really get all the references. Because I think a lot of them, like I think all the girls are, were, were famous Japanese people yeah. at the time. Uh, so when he's, you know... With a you know uh, uh, the girl in the toilet room, mm-hmm. you know you don't see her, and at the end, you know the uh, a futon comes out, and you see her face. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that meant something. Yeah, I think both like the girls he was with and the assassins, because like in the, I noticed when we watched that preview, they kind of like you know singled out those characters and gave their actors names. So I assume they were famous people, even though they were just cameos in the movie, because they still pointed them out like in the trailer, even if their scene was only like a couple minutes long. So. Mm. Yeah, they it's, probably were famous. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely kind of had or a little bit of the Bond film type feel to it when it came to, like, they had pseudo-big names potentially at the time. Correct. and I mean, that's what Monkey Punch, again, the, the author of uh, Lupin, was trying to be kind of for with this, too, was mixing in the elements of James Bond. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, probably the worst part is that, if anything else, Lupin, Fujiko, Zinigata... And Dice Cage again are all kind of doing cameos in a movie that's supposed to be about them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, much less than them it being a movie about them. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, overall, yeah. What, what do you uh, What do you want to rate it? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm torn uh, because again, uh, and actually, watching the film quality for a 1974 film wasn't that bad. Yeah, it, yeah. it actually felt like it had. A moderate budget for something at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm a bit conflicted mm-hmm. on uh, uh, on which star rating to give it. So I'll have uh, Stacy go first. Um, I think I'll go with uh, two and a half Benny Hill chase sequences out of five. Yeah. Mm, I think you are right. Like the cinematography was really good. The slicing wasn't that great, and <laughs> The movie pacing wasn't that great. I'm going to go two out of five assassin deaths. Okay. Yeah, I think with the just the three episodes combined, but it was kind of missing like the overarching plot uh, to kind of tie all three of them together. So I would go uh, like three stooges out of six. (laughs) Uh, Wes? I think I'm going to be actually then the meanest out of all of us on this one. And I'm going to give it a loop in the third out of ten. (laughs) Um, just because you know we it came up a few times in the discussions here that it was kind of an introduction who are all these characters which lupin was still new enough at the time there'd been the one anime season out who had been and the most of the season had been directed by hayao miyazaki but he wasn't really a big name yet and 
so you have to kind of do the introduction. But nowadays, if people are trying to get into Lupin, they've got a lot better ways to do it. There was a Lupin movie that came out uh, just last year called Lupin the Third, the First. And I think that movie was really, really good and would serve as a great introduction to the series for anyone who's trying to get into Lupin. So maybe if you've watched a lot of Lupin and you're like, let's see something weird and crazy from the beginning of it. Sure, I'd recommend someone to go watch this, but just someone I'd never go up to someone and be like, hey, you should go watch this weird live action Lupin unless they really cared. Yeah, well, the issue with that, though, is uh, the movie that came out last year, Lupin the Third, the First, yeah. um, is animated. So we can't actually watch that, <laughs> and we have to watch this live action. Yes, yes. It this is, is our only option. <laughs> yeah, it is automatically disqualified from appearing on Real Japan. Yeah. You know, this is about, you know, how well does it adapt from the source material? And as Wes is saying, you know, overall, it didn't work. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a fun, quirky movie from the 70s you know, with Japanese antics in it. With that, I would probably give it higher. But if we're going to, you know, really bring in, you know, is it Lupin the Third? Mm, I'm going to give it yeah. one flat chested Fuji Cakes out of uh, five. Okay. One yeah. being because it's flat. Yeah. 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 You made that clear throughout this episode. <laughs> Josh, would you be saying that on a scale from, say, A to double D, it's firmly in the A range? Oh, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> because she's still very attractive, so I'd still be masturbating to her. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> and now you have more And time. now we're done. <laughs> uh, hold it. And now I'm done. <laughs> dun, dun, loop on the third. Loop on the third. Oh, wait, that's the opening to the original Lupin. Oh, <laughs> you just, you just <laughs> remembered. Thank you for another resounding episode of Real Japan. Next time we'll pick a, a more modern show, but we don't know what that is yet because we haven't got that far. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a surprise for everybody. Yep. Even us, because it'll probably be like seven months from now. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you uh, again. Uh, this was Lupin the Third. <laughs> we can't say the fucking title. Yeah, we don't like know the fucking title. Psycho. Oh yeah. my God. It's such a forgettable title. Yeah. It's a weird title. Like because the movie. Psychokinetic was only mentioned three times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it wasn't really strange. It just seemed to be very common. Strange psychokinetic. Strategy. Strategy. Yeah. Was there any strategy? There's zero strategy. Yeah, there's zero strategy. <laughs> but it was strange <laughs> psychokinetic strategy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That is the title. I mean, the main thing, it's Lupin the Third. Lupin the Third. Da 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 da. Makana barawa aizu no kuchibiru yasashiku dakishimete kureto neru hitomi no oku ni emono wo utsushite sabishiku toikakeru ai no arika Oh,